Okay, let's do it. All right. You're listening to uh, That's Your Opinion. That's the name of the podcast. Man. That's Your Opinion. Man. Might, might throw a man on the mm-hmm. end of it. Um, today we're talking about the uh, feature film, uh, Alex Garland, starring Natalie Portman, uh, Oscar Isaac. Um... Jennifer Jason Leigh. Thank you. Yes, that was the other person I was trying to think of. Yes. Uh, and, um, yeah, we're just going to sit down and talk about it for a little bit. Uh, should we start with um, a little synopsis of the film for those of you that haven't seen it? Oh, God. It sounds like, yes. like, sounds like Nick volunteered for it to be the synopsis. This never works out properly, but I'm going to do it. Give it All a right. shot, buddy. So a, a comet from Meteor from a meteor crashes into a lighthouse and then it creates a bubbly sort of shimmer thing in a national forest. This government sends in teams of people and, uh, what's her name? Natalie Portman's husband goes in, comes back out. He's all messed up. And then they send Natalie Portman and a team of other scientists going and try and find out what's going on. Nice. That was a great synopsis. There we was. go. Yeah, that was spoiler-free, I think. Uh, you know, I try and keep it spoiler-free for all the folks listening out there. Yeah, and for all the folks listening, from here on out, it will be Spoiler Town. Welcome welcome to Spoiler Town. Population, people that have seen the movie. That, sh- that should be the name of the podcast. Spoiler Town. We can call it We're... S-Town for short. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> hey, S-Town. Nice. I don't think that's ta- Why would? I don't think anyone's taken that one. I like that a lot. No, no. Except for spelled like E S S town. Yes. There we go. Yes. Uh, let's go around. <sighs> do some first impressions. Give me a give me your impression of the film just in one sentence. Twelve words. I liked it a lot, and I think it's the best annual. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, you got down to 11. I was like, oh, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And you did. Yes. Annihilation was a good movie, yet not that good. <laughs> you have three more words, I think. I don't, I'm not, I don't need to, I don't need to use them. Okay. That's I fine. don't need to use them. That's 14. That's too many, yeah. Start over. Well, <laughs> Chris, you failed. You're off the podcast. <laughs> Can we get his understudy in here, please? Well, hi, I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 All right, you give give us your review, Tim. Uh, pretty good. The more I think about it, the more I like. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I had uh, so before I went to see the movie, I read I read a, just a quick review of it. I think I was just scanning the headlines, see if it was any good, worth going to. Mm. Some mm-hmm. some some reviewer said, "Oh, this is the best science fiction movie since uh, Arrival," which uh, mm. Arrival is, is one of my favorite films of all time. Mm. And uh, and I was like, well, I definitely got to check it out. And uh, when I walked out of the theater after seeing the movie, I did not really like it. And I remember thinking, mm-hmm. 
you know, I think I need to see this movie again. I remember having the exact same thoughts coming out of Arrival the first time I saw it. So, mm. have you seen it again? I have not. I have not. Um, mm. But I've been turning it over in my mind slowly. What would you give on a scale of one to ten? Um. So I've been doing this thing. I uh. I uh. I bought a. I bought a journal and I've been writing things down as they kind of come up and I've been recording all the films that I've watched so far. Um, mm-hmm. I think Annihilation was the first one that I put in there actually. And um, <clears throat> my first ranking, I, I gave it a seven out of 10. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I was looking, I was putting another movie in there yesterday, I think. And I looked at my rating for Annihilation and I, uh, <coughs> I bumped it up to an eight. So I think we're at an eight right now. So pretty on good. a scale of bad to perfect, uh-huh. what is it? Uh, it's pretty well, good. It doesn't really make sense. Does it Nick? What? Well, I mean, bad, perfect is way better than bad. Yeah, exactly. It's a logarithmic it seems scale. Like it, it seems like, yeah, it seems like it should be like god-awful piece of shit to wonderfully perfect. Uh, well, you can throw in as many fancy adjectives <laughs> as you want. All right? I'm not college-educated like you two. I, no, I'm, no, I'm just a degree. pilot, that's all. It's just half as long as most college degrees. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I know, but it took me like six years. <laughs> Nick, what was, what was your ranking? What was your ranking? Scale one to ten. Uh, well, I don't use the one to ten scale, as you All guys right. know. So negative ten to ten scale. Where'd you put it? It's a it's a solid five. Wow. Or six. Wow, that's very high for you. Mm. Well, I thought I, the more I think about it, the more. Uh, well, first of all. I think that the movie has to be entertaining, mm-hmm. which it was. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then it, it has to make you think afterward. Mm-hmm. It has to stick with you. And I think this movie really stuck with me afterward. I went and saw it again. I saw it twice. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, most, well, I, do you ever watch Red Letter Media reviews? No. Those guys brought up a really good point about, like, we have all these really shit, not, not shit movies, but just, like, movies that cater towards the lowest common denominator just for making a buck mm-hmm. and yeah. long comes annihilation, which is kind of a, a bold movie to make yeah. because it's not going to appeal to a lot of people because let's face it. M- most people who go see movies are just there for an escape and they don't really want to think. And it's, it's mostly just like lights and colors, which to be honest, like this movie was a lot of lights and colors, which were amazing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, these kind of movies need to be supported more. Hmm. And it's weird that they apparently they went to Netflix in every hmm. other country except for the USA, which yeah. I thought was strange. I think it should have been the other way around. I think that this movie in theater was like one of the best movie theater experiences I've had in, I don't know, probably since Dunkirk, I want to say. So I think that this movie needs to be seen in theaters, but I don't think that Americans want to see it in theaters. I think that they'd rather sit at home and see it. Hmm. Interesting. I think that they kind of, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's the most most passionate I've heard you be about a film on our podcast so far. It seems like this well, one really got those, you. Those, those are types of films that need to be made, mm-hmm. and I don't think that they're they're being made anymore. Really, they get shown in tiny art house cinemas, and uh, I don't. know. I think that we're all just not all. But uh, a lot of us are just conditioned to go to a movie and kind of sit there dumbly. 
and mm. like just entertainment for the sake of entertainment, not entertainment through uh, I don't know, uh, like a, a a really good, well crafted movie that makes you think. So you think the film itself is a commentary on society? No, no, no. <laughs> well, no, I think it's more of a commentary on like weird psychological issues that we bring into our life and marriage. Oh yeah. That was the big one. Psychological yeah. or yeah. Yeah. yeah Be- psychological issues in marriage. Before before we get too far into this, let's get um Chris's hot take real quick. Chris, what was your rate ranking for it? Um you know, I also came out of that movie and had this similar experience where um I wasn't very comfortable giving it a rating. Because hmm. I felt like I needed to see it a second time. Hmm. Um, however, when I had that thought, it was then followed up with, but I don't want to see this movie a second time. <laughs> and why is it? Huh. Um, I felt like it was slow. I felt oh. like it. the concepts it was trying to put forth were... Uh, convoluted and maybe I just wasn't in the right mood Uh, I think that has a lot to do with whether you like a movie or not Um, and I just think the story that it told could have been done in a shorter amount of time and I would have liked it more so did did you end up with a rating for it or you decided not to rate it Um, if I were to give it a number now, using the one to ten scale, it would be, t- be between a six and a seven. And that was just because uh, the concepts they weren't getting, they, they didn't get their concepts across well or timely. Yes, yeah, it's either that or it was they were so, um, like kind of deeply hidden that I just didn't pick up on them. So that's why it could warrant a second viewing. But you don't um, want to. But I, yeah, at least that's how I felt when I got to the theater. If you asked me to go see Annihilation today, um, I would say no because I'm busy. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, yeah, like but, I said, it has to be entertaining first of all. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, where where should we jump to next? Maybe favorite scenes or just kind of some themes we pulled out of it. What makes sense? I want to hear Chris's themes. We've talked about it earlier, but I want to hear Chris what what themes Chris pulled from it. <clears throat> well, I'm trying to remember. Um, um, the big things I suppose were about, um, like, um, existence without an agenda. Maybe I, I don't exactly remember how I. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, I know what you mean. Like the alien comes down and they say, like, it doesn't want anything, right? Yeah, at least that's, yeah, Natalie Portman speaking for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that it was just existing, wasn't trying to do anything in particular, yet the humans um, interpreted it as this kind of menacing... Um, extraterrestrial that was trying to take over the world. Right. Um, and everybody 
and, and well, and I know I talked about this before, but that that scene towards the end of the movie with Natalie Portman being uh, questioned by the scientist guy, and he kept mm-hmm. saying, "Okay, was it a carbon-based life form? You know, blah blah blah, all these questions." And she kept saying, "Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know." Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that was uh, one of the key points of the film was that. You know, not everything has a concrete answer, which I appreciate. Um, but I don't think the movie did a very good job of explaining that. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't think that. Yeah, that's definitely a theme, and I I don't really think I thought about it that much. But you're right. Yes, yeah, the fact that she was saying like, I don't know, I don't mm. know. I'm I'm more interpreted that as he's asking the wrong questions. Hmm. Like, he's asking, "Oh, what did you eat for four weeks, or whatever, yeah. four months?" She's like, "I don't know." She's like, "Was it carbon-based life form? I don't know." Oh, I thought that it was more of him not asking the right questions because he couldn't understand it. Hmm. hmm. Well, um, building off of Chris's theme there, maybe um, to to enhance that theme. I I feel like one of maybe it's more maybe it's about um how uh actions that we perform or things that we do that have no meaning to us actually have a lot of meaning for other people. Like how else did that exemplify it in the movie? Well, my thought was like Chris was talking about um how the uh the shimmer um or sorry, uh, about how uh Natalie Portman couldn't answer any of those questions, right? And um mm-hmm. Maybe uh, she wasn't answering those questions because, kind of like you said, Nick, it was less about the answers, right? And more about trying to understand it as a whole, as like a, like it's not something that can be, can be broken down into specific concepts. Mm -hmm. And then how those, how those, um, how those concepts can have an effect on other things um, without even realizing it. Like um, when, like specifically when um, she doesn't have an idea of the purpose of it, right? Maybe that's not that it's purposeless, but more that its its purpose is like can't be defined, but it's still having an effect mm. on the people around it and people that go inside it. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. So that makes sense. It, I can see that. Uh, so to recap what you said, sure, it doesn't have yeah. a purpose, but it still affects the people who encounter it. Yeah, well, I think it's not that it doesn't have a purpose; it's that it doesn't have a purpose that that people in that movie could understand, right? And I think it's the same thing right. in like daily life, right? Where I see someone, you know, run through a red light, and I'm like, God, well, you almost you almost hit me, and it's like, um, I can't understand why that person did that, but it still had an effect on me. Mm. Okay. And I think yeah. that's I think it's also reflected in the movie, right? Where, um, uh. Natalie Portman has an affair, right? Spoiler alert, has an affair. And you never see her talking about it with Oscar Isaac. Um, there's just sort of that tense scene right before he leaves. And I think it's supposed to give mm-hmm. you the idea that he knows, and she says that he knows. Um, right. And there's never any attempt to understand it, right? And I think that from Oscar Isaac's point of view, maybe it's ununderstandable for him, but it still had an effect mm. on him. Right. So I don't know. That's my yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah no, it's interesting. Yeah, I like that, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, and yeah, the whole reason why she cheated on him, 
I mean, they're whenever they were shown together, it was always such. Uh, it seemed like there were no issues really in the marriage, and so it was more about how self-destruction and they even mentioned self-destruction is ingrained in our DNA. It's part of our biology. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, I don't know. I thought that that was definitely a big theme, at least that I got out of it was how we self-destruct in our, in our own lives. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, especially with that, with the marriage, I mean, like everybody else had their own self-destruction issues. Yeah. Right. But the marriage was at the forefront. Mm -hmm. And I wrote about that in the email that I sent you guys saying that uh, something about how self-destruction is part of our biology. Mm -hmm. And since she didn't really truly allow the alien to take over and like send it back to the real Earth like Oscar Isaac did. You know, he sent his clone back. Mm Mm-hmm. So his his biology is completely altered, and maybe he doesn't have the self destruction tendency or the uh, the self destruction is in his biology anymore. So he was uh, mm. allowed himself to be replaced and become better. But Natalie Portman was fighting the alien, and she still has a little bit left, uh, human left inside of her. So I think that uh, she still has a little bit of self destruction left inside of her. Hmm. Mm. Um, so for that, I think the the marriage might have been a failure. That's that's uh yeah I'm kind of seeing a seeing a connection here in terms of self destruction, um, and I think uh, kind of tying it back to that theme the theme of um, like we can't understand always understand other people's actions um, yet they still have an effect on us right I think in terms mm-hmm. of self destruction right. Uh, self-destruction has an effect on other people that sometimes we're not aware of. And I think we see that with Natalie Portman and um, Oscar Isaac, right? And uh, to, to riff on it a little bit further, when they're all in the shimmer, they're all sharing those self-destructive tendencies. Um, maybe not maybe not visually, like maybe not, <laughs> maybe not in a way that's communicated in the movie, but um, through this through the idea that they're all sharing um, DNA. And so, mm-hmm. if the idea, uh, if the idea is that they're all, they're all, or if so, from from Nick, what you just said um, about the, uh, I think you just said the, uh, the the whatever was in the shimmer, the alien, right, was was not self-destructive or was the opposite of self-destruction. Um, <clears throat> was that? Am I understanding that right? Uh... Yes. Like, like, the more like, wait, I think about it, the more it doesn't make sense. Well, no, I think I think it does make sense because um, so there's this uh, this this concept, um, the psychological concept about uh, people are smarter. Um, people in groups, uh, on average, are smarter than individuals, um, mm-hmm. and so maybe that's what the shimmer was trying to do. Right, was trying to average out things inside of its bubble as a way to sort of make things more average or more perfect, right? In sort of an opposite mm. of self-destruction way. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In such a robotic way, Chris. Wow, that's really interesting. <laughs> Tell me more, please. I think it's, it's 420 where he is right now. Is it? No, no it's not. No, it's like 2 o'clock. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. That was a yeah. 
This got real scientific real quick. Well, the other thing that I thought might have been a theme was cancer. Hmm. Yeah. Cancer itself doesn't have an agenda, but it's still a self-destruction or a, hmm. not not a self-destruction, but um, kind of altering. Sure. As a mutation, rather. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of what the Shimmer was doing. It didn't have an agenda, but it was still altering the DNA. Yeah. No, I'm definitely seeing some parallels there. What do you guys think about the, the scene where she's following the bear tracks and trying to find the lady's body? Mm. And there's those two deer that show up. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's the the weird skinny deer. And they're moving in this in unison. Yeah. I thought that might have been the mother and the daughter. I'm sorry, what? The, the mother and the daughter? Yeah, because oh. the daughter died of cancer and so uh, it was it just was a, sim- a symbolic hmm. reference to those two wait who died of cancer the lady's daughter who got ate by shepherd's a bear daughter yeah shepherd's daughter oh right 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 yep yep i remember yeah so oh i see what you're saying oh oh you think that the shimmerer like put her dna into the deer or yeah, or more, more representative. All like, like, oh, now they're together. Now they're both dead, mm-hmm. but they're together. That's interesting. I didn't. No, I didn't really consider that. Because she was looking for him, but she was dead. Yes. And by the way, that those like the visuals in that movie were amazing. Like the set yeah. design was fantastic. That scene in the pool with the uh, oh, the yeah. skeleton. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. that was crazy. That was crazy. Loved it. It reminded me of The Thing or Alien. Yeah, I definitely got that vibe from it. Oh, man. That yeah. cool, like, home video thing where they cut the dude open. Yeah, that was nuts. I was not expecting that. That was Whoa. a crazy scene. I'm going to go ahead and drop my favorite scene on you guys, if that's all right. Sure. Yeah. No. Uh, but okay. The uh, the Scream Bear. Mm. That was fucked yeah. up man i that came out of nowhere i was not expecting that at all that that blew my yeah. mind i enjoyed that scene so much yeah that definitely the most memorable scene. scene yeah easily the most memorable yeah. that was crazy that was nuts it's crazy because you know that she's dead and there's no one else in yeah. there so who is that but then it's like well it could be her you never know and then it's definitely not Ooh. her yeah oh, it's bear big old bear that was crazy, man. That was so crazy. Well, there's a lot of things in that movie that were kind of first that I I saw. Like the scene at the very end when they're in the lighthouse and that weird sound and the weird uh, I don't even know what it was. That weird object that Jason Jennifer Lehigh exploded mm. into. Yeah. Like that was really strange and there was definitely some symbolism that I missed with like the tunnels yeah. and whatever and, uh, and the alien at the end where it's mimicking her behavior uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was all really creepy and really well done really original it oh, looked yeah. really yeah very very original a lot of stuff I hadn't seen before yeah sound was amazing in that movie oh yeah it was very creepy very well done yeah but too slow for Chris too, too slow for slow. Chris not enough action sequences in this movie. Yeah, apparently. Not enough parody. 
It's <laughs> more karate in it. Yes. Chris is a karate fan. Dude, he well, he is. I mean, he was the one who got us all hooked on Ip Man. That's true. And, uh, all those other karate movies. Yeah, well, karate is cool, but this <laughs> movie <laughs> was. Um, I, I what? It felt like it was. It was like trying to be scientific, right? Like a team of scientists go in. And they tried to like explain things using scientific terms. Like what? Yet... A lot of that cell stuff. Yes. What cell stuff? Like you the, know the cell stuff, man. Right? Yeah, Natalie Portman's like <laughs> constantly looking through microscopes in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and she's seeing like cell mitosis like happen in front of her eyes almost immediately. <laughs> When it just yeah. like that was sped up. Like that's not that is not how fast that works. Uh, so you're saying that the the movie where aliens come to Earth <laughs> and make alligator sharks and human bears is unrealistic. Well, is that what okay, you're saying? Here's the problem. Uh, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but if you're going to use like real science to explain these things, then I it I think it lacked in that department. I think that's what Chris is saying is that when they used real science to explain these occurrences, it lacked a little. Really? I, I don't think that this movie was about real science. Well, no, it's not. But why, if it's not about real science, why are you putting real science in the movie? Well, I, I think that they're, uh, it's supposed to be symbolizing something greater. It's supposed to be symbolizing human behavior. Sure. Chris, what do you think? <laughs> no, I think you said that well. Um, I felt like, yeah, it was trying to be grounded in actual science. Um, but then there some of it just doesn't didn't make sense mm-hmm. like what like, D- like dna being refracted and yeah. Then, yeah. No. yeah like the the yeah the bear human hybrid and uh That's crazy yeah no I, I get what you're saying but yeah i don't obviously that stuff is impossible and it, it can't happen and they're trying to explain it but even then she was saying like no it's impossible right i guess yeah, i don't yeah, no, yeah. i don't but... so obviously it's something that she doesn't understand and i don't think they're using science to try and explain how a crocodile shark came to be yeah mm-hmm. well I, like i think you kind of pegged it with the idea that um it symbolizes human behavior right and kind of goes back to that theme we talked about with um Trying to understand things that maybe are un- ununderstandable. I think it was um, what was it Einstein that said that uh, problems have to be solved at a different level of thinking than which they were created at. Well, created. I think that's Abraham Lincoln said that. Was it Abraham yeah. Lincoln? All right. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, it might have been Wayne Gretzky. Like... Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> uh, but you get the point. You see. Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is that I'm not smart enough. I get what you're saying. That's not what I said. I understand this movie. That's not what I said at all. Uh, well, geez, yeah. It, uh, overall, I think this movie was hard to understand, and I don't completely understand it. Sure. But uh, it was made in a way. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that's what it was going for. I think it. it 
it was kind of it was ambiguous in a way that made me want to watch it again. And I think that the more times that I would watch it, the more I'd pick up on. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, agree with I, I agree with that. Yeah. What was your uh, favorite scene, Nick? Honestly, this uh, I think I liked the pool scene for its visuals, mm. and I like the ending. I like the the alien in the lighthouse. Yeah, I'll admit when I saw the alien, I I kind of I kind of was like, oh man, I'm not about this right now. I I I got I got a little weirded out. That was a little too weird. That's what made me like it so much. I was like, oh my god, what the hell are they doing with that? And like, it moved in a weird way, and the sound was it was it was just an all around weird scene that made me feel like it was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but in a uh, but there's something bigger going on that I wasn't understanding. Hmm. What do you think was going on? I think that the alien was mimicking her and her DNA. And it was even in, in that uh, she tried to fight it and it knocked her out. And then she got back up and she ran to the door. And then it was pressing her against the door, right? And then as soon as she relaxed, it relaxed. And she taught it enough about herself to have a self-destructive tendency. Mm. And that's why it didn't run when it gave the phosphorus grenade. And so she was like, all right, you hold this and die. I'm going to get out of here real quick. And uh, it didn't teach her. It didn't teach enough. It didn't. Yeah. She didn't teach it enough about herself to where it would absolutely take over her. But it taught her. It taught. No, she taught it enough to where it would die. It would self-destruct because I think the new the the thing knew it was going to die in the end. It knew it knew it was a grenade. Huh? That's interesting. I didn't think about that. That was good. Good analysis. Sometimes when yeah. I think about movies, I come up with ideas. Chris, what was your favorite scene? Um. Yeah. Well, I'd like that bear scene. Um. The ending scene was okay. I don't know. This isn't really a scene, but there's one moment. There's one shot that I liked, and it was when that alligator shark thing was attacking that girl. Yeah. And then it's just Natalie Portman in like that kneel down position, just like firing at that bad bad boy. Um, (laughs) It's slow motion. Yeah. Yeah, it's slow motion. I thought that was just such a cool. like transition for her character. You just love the alligator. Yeah, that was one of my favorite scenes too, actually. I thought that was very strange. It was very strange. They went through. Oh, it was pretty good too. I'm glad they didn't do the thing where like she sticks her head in it and worried it's going to chomp down on her head. Mm. Yeah. That, that would have been a little too much. Yeah, that would have been, yeah, I don't think that would have been with what her character would have done. Yeah. Okay, least favorite scene, Tim. Uh, I don't like the one where the lady turned into a tree. I thought that was kind of silly. Really? Yeah, because it like kind of indicates that they have control over the process. Like she can just sort of surrender herself to the process of integrating her DNA into the rest of this ecosystem. I thought that was kind of silly. Yeah, I thought that was the. I thought that fit exactly with her character. In what way? Uh, she had a lot of 
problems with self-harm and suicide. And uh, she said just before she submitted to it that Natalie Portman wanted to fight it. Jennifer Layson Jihad wanted to... Uh, what did she want again? What did she want to do? I don't know. Understand, it. Oh, wanted understand to, it. Yeah, she wants to understand it. Someone wants to fight it. I don't want... I don't think I want either of those things. And so I think that she... She was on a different plane than those two. She didn't want to interact with it. She just wanted to let it take it take over, really. And so if you remember, the Shimmer is trying to not annihilate anybody. It's not trying to do anything to anybody. It's just trying to exist. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what she was more in tune with. Mm-hmm. She, she, she thought, like, it doesn't have an agenda. She already knew that. So she was allowing herself to submit to the uh, agenda-less alien yeah i see where you're coming from all right i definitely see what you're trying to say i see what you're saying i think part of the problem what am i trying you're saying that she sort of just surrendered herself to the process because she didn't agree with trying to understand it or trying to fight it right well and i i can understand where that's coming from i think what's hard for me is that um you know as a as a psychologist i can let you know that um you know, self-harm is not, not always indicative of suicide, right? No, and I don't think that they said that. I think that they said, like, she's not trying to commit suicide. She's trying to feel more alive. Right, right. And I think, um, actually, not remembering that, remembering I did like that part. But I think there's also, like you just said, the implicate. there's sort of an implication that she's sort of letting herself just sort of go into the, right. into the uh, uh, what's it, the shimmer. And so... I don't know. It's kind of a difficult association for me there, I guess. Going from self-harm to yeah, to playing sui- yourself. To, yeah, to what is essentially suicide. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe suicide isn't what they were going for. Maybe I misspoke. Well, maybe I, I just don't understand. Well, I mean, you're the person that's seen the movie the most, right? So it seems like you would have the best <laughs> grasp of what happened. So- have the best understanding out of anybody uh, in this uh, Skype chat right now in this chat room. Chris, what's your yeah, least favorite scene? Oh, sorry, Nick. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to hear Chris's least favorite scene. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't. There's not a least favorite scene that that pops into my my mind. Um. Yeah. I think you already voiced your biggest issue with the movie. Which was? Uh, that it didn't get its concepts well. Or didn't com- communicate its concepts well. Um, yeah, I'm just curious. What was, what was the question that it was asking? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, what were the questions it was asking? That's a good question. Who knows? Yeah, I don't man. know. Who knows? All right, so Chris and, uh, didn't. Ha- oh, sorry. Yeah, what do you think were the questions it was asking, Chris? Um, I I mean I I really don't know. Listening to your guys's ideas, I like how you interpreted. Um. Yeah, some of the things that happened. 
but but I yeah I don't I don't know I don't I don't I have no idea what he's asking I don't know. Yes, a strange movie indeed. Mm-hmm. If I can, uh, if I can postulate an idea, I think I've got a yeah, idea go of what the, what the film was asking. Yeah, um, postulate, <clears throat> postulate all. Of it. I think. Uh, well, I think it kind of goes back to what to this sort of main theme that um, uh, that that we were talking about before. I think uh, it was it Jennifer Jason Lee. She says um, something that stood out to me. She said. Uh, <laughs> She says, um, uh, hardly any of us kill ourselves, uh, nearly all of us self-destruct, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I think this movie was about people trying to, to find ways to to stop self-destructing. And I think uh, everyone except Natalie Portman was um, unsuccessful in that attempt, right? Because they, they all yeah. ended up being sort of subsumed by their um, self-destructions. Uh, but I think the the film also gives us an answer um, in terms of how do we overcome these self-destructive tendencies, and that's um, by sharing them with other people and understanding that mm. other people go through things just the same way that you do. Um, and uh, I think the the shimmer kind of a, gets to that goal in a different way by forcing people to share things like DNA and tattoos and all that. Um, but I think it also gives us a lesson about how we can combat our own way, our own forms of self-destruction. Interesting. Yeah, I like that idea. Because yeah. it kind of fits in with the movie. The Annihilation of the Crew, which mm. kind of deals with that. Each one of the crew has their own problems, whether mm. it's cancer, daughter's dead, or alcoholism, or uh, self-harm. And how they they don't survive. The only person who survives is the person who is uh, deciding to face their problems head on and try and fix them. Because hmm. she said that she owed her husband, and that was her reason for surviving the shimmer, hmm. was because she wanted to fix things with her husband. The rest of them didn't want to fix anything. Right. Oh, that's interesting. That's good. good observation. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with Nick on that. Is that um, because I didn't really see them as characters that failed to, um, you know, deal with their self-destruction tendencies. I saw it more of just they 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 had already given in to them, right? Hmm. I mean, this yeah, was more but... of like a, a suicidal run for them than uh, than an act of self-renewal yeah because they even say like why why'd you sign up for the suicide mission or something like that or like why go on a suicide mission like this or or something crazy like that Mm -hmm. because even oscar isaac's character went in because the thing that meant the most to him which was his wife the marriage was destroyed by her cheating and that's the reason why he went in in the first place Hmm. No, yeah, so, it could be. that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, oh. but I, I don't know. Because it doesn't really make sense what I said then. Because if 
people have already given into the self-destructive tendencies, which isn't really true. Because in the real world, like the the lady, the alcoholic lady, she was drinking root beer, when everybody else was drinking regular beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, no, I guess that's the only example I can think of. But that, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I don't know it's complicated. It's intricate. All right, let's. Uh, I don't like to think this much. Let's jump. Let's jump into Nick's least favorite scene, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Uh, least favorite scene was when they. It was nighttime, and they were standing guard, mm. and they, she gets snatched by a bear. And then Natalie's Portman. Natalie Portman's face was like directly in a lamp, and she's like, "I can't see anything." I can't, see, I can't see the bear out there in the darkness with this giant lamp next to my face. Yeah, that was a little silly. I'm not sure they were standing know, guard makes... in a lit up little guard hut. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense why Jennifer Lace and Jihai was, she decided to get down from the high place and then go kind of to a dangerous area because she was dying from cancer. Mm-hmm. She was, I don't know. She was very lethargic the whole movie i think that she she kind of wanted to die hmm. i mean i think it makes sense that natalie portman couldn't see yeah because there was a giant fucking light next to her <laughs> yeah i think that's oh, the okay. problem yeah, yeah. i see what you're saying yeah yeah i think yeah. yeah yeah maybe she was panicked in the moment you know yeah it's hard uh, to uh, it was a big bear yeah huge bear give me a shark bear <laughs> Yep, her military training paid off. Did, did indeed. Uh, all right, well let's um, let's wrap it up, right? Uh, any any last thoughts? I'm not gonna watch this movie again. Okay. Yeah, I might watch this movie again. Yeah, I'll probably watch it again. Maybe like a year or so. Yeah, if it comes to the U.S. Netflix, I might watch it. I think it does pretty soon. Okay. All right. Well, let's call it a show. All right. Good show, everybody. Good show. Good show. We did it. Good show.